This is Multinew Media. Hi, everyone. I'm Chase Raz, and this is Multinew Media. With me today is Chris Ayers. We're going to be talking about working from home today, and working from home is often considered to be a luxury or a privilege, but we want to talk about um, building a world in which this becomes maybe commonplace. I didn't realize we were talking about building a world where that was commonplace. Well, that, that was sort we're... of my movie intro in a world where. Um, yeah, let, let's do the movie trailer intro. So, do you work from home? I have. Um, the current company I'm at, because uh, I'm with a consulting firm, uh, allows you to work from home one day a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently on assignment um, at a larger company, and uh, they do allow it as well, but not one day a week, kind of as needed, like deliveries coming in or handyman coming by or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, but pretty much every time I get set up with a laptop or a work assignment, the first thing we ask is like VPN access and remote access because, you know, you never know when. Um, the previous companies I've, I've worked from home as well. It, it's just kind of part of the job now, like at least the availability of it because you never know when you're going to have to work on something at an emergency's notice, right. late notice or... You know, I, I, I work from home as well. Um, I, I think people could have figured that out with being a university instructor, but not all uh, instructors and professors and teachers get to do that uh, at every place. And, and I do work from home. I have a home-based business as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm very familiar with this topic. I love this topic, and I do really think this is where um, part of the intro that you were picking on me about a little bit, I, I think this comes into play. I do think we, the cumulative we, over time are building a world where working from home or maybe remotely or anywhere else in general is uh, sort of the social and uh, cultural norm. Um, it doesn't fit for all jobs and all tasks so it, it's it's not something where hey i can work in a manufacturing plant from home or i can be a cab driver from home or uh, <laughs> well not I, yet but if google and uber have their way anyways i mean I, I think it fits to certain jobs to certain markets um or activities but usually it's heavily reliant on a really strong cell signal or a really good internet or both yeah so let's start and usually there. quiet. <laughs> Hopefully. Not always, though. I mean, offices can be loud, so sometimes, you know, residential noise, though, is the worst. Uh, it, it's really hard to work when kids are screaming, dogs are barking, mowers are going. Uh, but let's start with something you brought up um, just a few moments ago. Not everybody can work from home. Let's talk about who can work from home. What type of jobs are, are really prone to this? Development. Yeah, I have I have programming in all caps and an exclamation <laughs> point in my in my show notes here. Uh, development and programming. I, I was a little bit surprised to see uh, the medical field has quite a few work from home um, positions. Yeah, I think with the medical field, a lot of it is going to be uh, well. Okay, there, there's the the people that handle calls, like call center type jobs, right? So customer lot- support in any industry, including right. healthcare. So anything that can take a you know, they can run some software on their computer. Um, they log into like some sort of IP phone switch type system, put on their headset, they get a call, they answer it. So telemarketing, uh, support calls uh, for the medical field, maybe recording information. Uh, yeah, that's called they... medical coding. And that's been, uh, I mean, that's been a uh, work from home position for decades already. 
transcription sometimes. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting an audio file from somebody and you're typing it up and sending it back to them. Um, maybe you, you know transcript. I, I see that when it comes to medical. There's also a lot of – and I didn't know this. This was I found in, the, in my research. A lot of radiologists uh, work from home. I that, bet they have those light boxes installed at home too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think that's how they do it anymore, but okay. Well, I mean, some of them, but I, I know that a lot of it's probably digital. Out, um, outbound, uh, I can't even talk, outbound sales, uh, insurance underwriting, online sure. teaching like uh, I do for a portion of my work, uh, attorneys, writers. Uh, yeah, um, I, we had attorneys that would work from home a lot at one of the positions I worked at. Um, technical writers can do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So people that are writing manuals or documentation or uh, maybe contracts, stuff like that. Um, they can do a lot of that writing out of the office. Designers, you, I mean, you still have to consult with the client, but when you're off doing your creative stuff, you, you can do that usually wherever. You know, I'm a little curious. I, I know why I like to work from home. Uh, what what about you? What what are some of the benefits here? Why do other people other than well, me- well, there's some pros and cons to working from home. So some people don't consider it a benefit. Some people do. I I do consider it a benefit, but not everyone does. So one of the cons from working from home that I've found, and I don't know if you found it, you might work longer. You you start working earlier maybe because you don't have that drive. Um, maybe. You, when it's lunchtime, you don't walk away for the whole hour or 30 minutes or whatever your usual lunch break is. Maybe you just grab some food and sit back down and keep working. And maybe you get caught up in what you're doing and you just keep working right through whatever. Yeah. Um, you're used to being at home and your, you know, your your workspace. And, and maybe you uh, don't get up and walk around and take breaks or have that interaction with people that you crave with your, uh, you know, not liking other people. Uh, bothering you, but it helps balance people out as well. Yeah, you've got that, that isolation um, that you mentioned, uh, the fact that you're kind of always on and it's it's right, your work is right there, a part of your home. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned distractions earlier, and I, I think all of these descriptions, I you know, I didn't think there would be, uh, when we sat down and talked about this, I didn't know if we'd come up with many downsides. We know they exist, <laughs> but we tend to not think of them uh, because, you know, most of them are fairly minor. Um, you realize listen, who you're talking to, right? I'll come up with mean? a downside on anything. Oh, oh well. You have to be able to pro and con just about anything. It, you know, look at it from every angle you can think of. You're not as negative as I am, right? Well, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty negative. <laughs> I, I mean, I try shooting holes in every idea I come up with or, or get exposed to because that's what I have to do as a developer. We could completely rename the show and call it Two Negative Guys. Uh, you know, I, I do want to take it somewhere, though. You, you talked about feeling isolated, but then there's that self-isolation you do that you're always at your home office or you're always um, carrying your laptop around to the couch or wherever you work from at home or, or you know, remotely. And um, I don't know if anyone else has done this. I find that when I get mad or upset about something, I find I push myself to work. Like the, uh, the home office becomes a safe space where I can remove the emotions from life. I think what most people do is they either, you know, go into the kitchen and eat or they, or they go and sit in front of television. I find I come back into the home office and work just to get an emotion free environment. Have you ever done that? Um, 
I could just be weird. I guess, but I, I, I have so many interests and so many hobbies and not enough time. I've always got something to do. Um, I learned long ago, shortly, uh, probably like the day or two after I became salaried, you know, after my normal 40 hours, I'm working for free, typically. <laughs> yeah, pretty That's much. my mindset, so... I've heard from other people, if you have an employee and you get 80% effort out of them, that's great. Like, you realize people are checking their phones, browsing the web, going to the bathroom. If you can get 80% of somebody's 40-hour work week, I would say you're in the top 5%. I am one of those people that feels like I give 90 plus. Like, when I'm at work, I try to give 100%. I'm, I'm trying to focus on the work. I try to not chit chat with people about stupid stuff if i do i'll sit there for 30 seconds and i'll go on um back to my desk or whatever um but as soon as i leave work i try not to think about it oh you and i I could not work we couldn't work together work hard play hard like because as soon as i leave work like i compartmentalize that part of my brain and i focus on other stuff and my brain will keep processing in the background like i'll be somewhere else like hanging out playing a game and i'll be like oh that's what that problem was at work yeah, but no, I'm not actively doing it. You and I couldn't work together, and here's why. Because my benefit, switching from the, the downside, the cons, to the benefit, the benefit of me working from home is productivity. My productivity oh. is through the roof here at home or working remotely. When I go to the office, it is nothing but chit-chat and stuff oh. that just drives me up the wall. It's such a waste of a day. And uh, that's why I really enjoy working from home because I don't have all that water cooler talk and did you see this on TV last night? And, you know, I just, I I really want to focus on the work. So you need to learn how to tell people, yeah, that's really interesting, but I got some stuff I got to do. I have no control in an office environment unless I'm an outsider like a consultant or something like that. If you bring me in to be a seat filler, I I become the most unproductive person. You you do not hire me to be a seat filler unless you want to pay me to, to gab. So you're doing a great job uh, marketing yourself there. No, um, I no, I I really am because if you want the if you want the GD job done, hire me. But well, if your expectation is that I'm going to sit at a desk for X number of hours per week, you're not only delusional, you're wasting my time and yours. Yeah, the other some other cons are yeah, some people maybe eat more. You know, you put on some weight because you're, you're working you're from not, home, like. You're not walking to your car. You're not walking uh-huh. around the office or interacting with people. You've got easy access to a cabinet full of food, so maybe you're eating more. So that can promote bad habits like have, that. Have you ever met anyone who's the exact opposite of that? I work with a few. I swear to God, these people eat all day. Well, they might eat all day at their desk. I'm just saying at home, if you have it right there and no one's watching you and no one's – anyways, that, that can be a negative. Another can be a negative is distractions. If you're at home and you have your game system or you have a TV that you usually watch TV shows on and suddenly you're at home, oh, it's not going to distract me that much putting a show on or a movie. Yeah, yeah, it will. Or someone's mowing their lawn outside. You you know, that's a big one, and I I bring that up occasionally. I've already brought that up today as well. That's what gets me. When I hear lawnmowers going, uh, you know, for the first 10, 20, 30 minutes, fine, someone's mowing. And then another one kicks in and another one kicks in. And by the end of the day, like I'm wishing I had hair to pull out because I want to scream of, you know, just stop mowing. And, and But the, the same is true at a um, at a corporate office park yeah, as well. Yeah. Because well, the other 
thing you have to deal with distraction wise is convincing your family members. If you have family members that are home, mm-hmm. kids or spouses or or other family members, I really am working. <laughs> this I is have a the big door one. Shut for a reason because I'm. I don't want you to bug me. It means I'm working. Uh, the dogs barking or walking, and you know, it means I'm working. And when the neighbors start asking favors of you during the day. And they look at you funny when you're like, I can't do that right now. Like, you don't understand I'm working. And when family drops by and they call and ask you to go do something for them, and it's like, you know, I, I really, res- that one really resonates with me, rather, because I, it took me probably two years of working from home before I could finally convince the neighbors, the friends, the family that when I'm home, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm off work. And that, that was tough. Not to criticize, but you might want to work on your communication skills. Why is that? If it took you two years. Well, I didn't want to come out and say, okay, GTFO. No, don't. It's not GTFO. It's, look, I realize I'm here, but my work, my, I am busy with work hours from eight to five. Like, you, I, I you can tell I'm people here, that until remote. you're blue in the face. Some of them just won't listen. They That's see my fine. car in the driveway and I hear ding dong. Yep. Sorry. I got to go, man. I, I got work to do. Shut the door. That's what I tell the Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. Although it's true, I, I, I do. I, people who come by—that's my do. problem too. I, people who come by the door, I actually talk to, and I shouldn't do that. Uh, uh, yeah, staying on task. Um, no, other negatives are depending upon using your own equipment. So if you're working from home and you're using your own laptop or desktop, mm-hmm. you're depreciating your own equipment. Like, have they given you a work laptop? Cool, use that work laptop. Right. If not, um, what happens if? You know, you get a virus or or, or something breaks. Um, are they going to pay for the repair? Probably not. It's on it's on you. Yeah. So you're using your power, your resources, your equipment. You know, adding wear and tear to those things. So you uh, work that from that can home. be a negative. You work from home or can work from home in certain situations one day a week. Um, yep. I do two days a week. Fingers crossed. Sometimes we get those lucky weeks where where you get told, "Hey, just you know, work from home this week or this side or the other." And yep. I, I know we've both experienced that in the past. Yep. What about people who work from home? And and by the way, at this point, I want to open work from home up to mean work remotely as well. Meaning maybe yeah. you go down to the local Starbucks or whatever else. It's, it's kind of personal preference at that point. What about right, people who work point, from you're home? Also, gotta ask. Uh, is it because of the internet or is it because of the coffee or, or, or I mean, you, you've got to make sure you can stay focused. Like it's right. not for everybody. Some no, it's absolutely not work from home. Like they just can't. And they, not, they not always, but a lot of work from home jobs end up paying less than jobs on site. That that's a trend that we're seeing. You can find the statistics on that. Um, I'm not going to put any in the show notes because those are plentiful and out there. Just do a Google search. You don't have uh, dozens of different surveys showing that. That doesn't mean that all of them are that way. But what about these people who work from home or remotely permanently? So um, one of the places, well, you know, where I work now, um, we do have people in other offices. So they have an office, but they're working remotely for a job down here. Or, um, you know, there's people that work from home remotely, uh, seven weeks out of eight, and then the eighth week they come in to the office. Oh, I like that arrangement. Um, well, but they're also in another state. Oh, okay. Um, so being available is the biggest thing. You know, you're only people can only reach you via phone or email or maybe text or 
you know, some sort of chat program, you got to make sure you're available. Um, communication becomes an issue. Like in an office, you can walk over and talk to someone. You can email them and, and follow it up and you see them and you have a, a good rapport usually. Right. You have some sort of regular communication with people that you know. When you're always remote, it can sometimes feel hard to be part of the team. It can, but you know, I cry foul on this one. Um, oh, I hear this all the time. Here, here's the thing. When I talk to somebody in the office, how was that different than a phone or a Skype conversation? And you can add all these intangibles about, you know, facial expressions. No, that, it's spontaneity. Like it's pick up the phone I, and call. No, no. I mean, open the, spontaneity. Oh, I can be walking down the hallway, see someone else from my team and say, oh, hey, about that thing. We just if, start talking. If you're relying else. on serendipitous run-ins in the hallway at your, your workplace no, on it I'm i know saying, but how is it different than saying picking up the phone or, or opening skype because serendipitous meetings like that can happen Ooh, i accidentally got connected to you on skype how did that happen but since we're here okay so that can't happen so we now have, have the only difference do it on skype as good as that can... sounds you're still playing into my point that serendipity oh. is the only difference sure that's see, to me that is or a really self-organizing groups that just you can't accidentally up. and when you're in an office you can't accidentally have osmosis and merge into another person and know their brain you're not going to get any closer to that person than but a it's Skype those call water or a phone cooler call moments I'm serious it's just those water cooler moments those mean something they meant something since the 60s go back and read mythical man month see I, I absolutely they were writing the IBM OS 360 they thought it was a detriment to productivity and tried to remove that roadblock and productivity went down right i do remember those studies yes right it's just hey i'm working on this oh that's kind of cool have you thought about that oh wow thanks but i I don't again i don't see the difference of how uh we 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 can achieve the same thing to reach out to someone i just see them well we can achieve the same thing in regularly scheduled conferences (sighs) even video conference i mean i just don't buy it i haven't seen anyone produce any type of research um, that bears numbers showing that uh, the serendipity is enough. Okay. Well, ignoring serendipity, you work from home. Are you part of a team? Like, I'm part of a team developing software where you have to have lots of interactions. Not that particular members. part of a team. Uh, I am a member of a couple different teams, but... Right. You're all yes. individuals. Yes. You don't really contribute to a single project. And I know that in some of those, when I'm the only That's person the telecommuting, telecommuting in... I know that sometimes I feel slightly disconnected or maybe I can't hear them as well. So you're playing into my point. But and wait, you didn't <laughs> wait for the but. But most of the time, that's because those people don't know how to run um, some type of online meeting. And I can't actually hear half the people who are talking. They don't know how to set up a microphone. Sure. They don't know so, how to arrange a speakerphone or whatever the case may be. So for whatever reason, being remote, you have a less fulfilling and experience. Okay. Sometimes. Yes. If we're going to twist words, and yes. Yeah. Thank you. But on the flip side, I would counter and say I'm more productive uh, at the web conference. For you. Yeah. For now, me. Absolutely. Now, like, like, like I said, some people just cannot work from home. And they, they, they'll be distracted by squirrels and rabbits and TVs and game systems or their phone and, or they just don't have a workout. Yeah, it I takes. Mean, a, it all boils down to a workout. It takes a special type of person, and I know that because I I know I'm a person. I um 
I like to listen to music when I work sometimes, but not all the time. I do not like to watch TV before a particular hour. I'm, I'm sort of an old man in that way. And so working from home really works for me because I don't want all of those distractions on anyway. I know other people who were given work from home opportunities and they took it as if you sort of had to take the opportunity and, and you know, you could always go into the office, but they felt like they should take the work from home. Well, when I start hearing things like, oh, I have to, I have to do my work from home because I have to get, you know, my two naps in per week. I've heard people say stuff like this and I, I just, my, my brain cannot compute it. And I'm thinking you've missed the entire point. Yeah, no, no. People take it as, Oh, I get a paid vacation every day. <laughs> every day. Are there people, though, who are the inverse of this and cannot work in an office? Well, you're saying you can't. You're trying to paint yourself with that. I, I, I can. I can 30% of the time uh, of a normal uh, hour or a normal operating hours for a business, 30% of that time if I'm there is productive if you keep me there, if you keep me as a seat warmer. And I can get up to uh, 100% if I have full creativity. Meaning, by 100%, what I mean is I, I can accomplish everything you set out for me to accomplish that's reasonable, plus some. So, why do you keep calling it a seat warmer? Like, seriously. Like, it, it it's not just do this job and sit here. I mean... Right. Well, I, no, I have... I, you have such a negative connotation. What do you mean by that? What I mean is, here's this work that we want you to do. I know you only have about three hours of work to do on this particular day, but if you're not here for 10 to 12 hours, we're going to question your entire dedication to this team. Uh -huh. That's the type of corporate experience that I had at more than one location. So, I mean, well, that's you, just you, bad corporate experience. But that's more than one location. Well, I, I've, <laughs> maybe you're in the wrong field because that's not the experiences I have. Yeah. That's just that I think you're you're saying you're I, I drew I drew the wrong straw or took the wrong positions. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I mean, there's uh, other people who can relate at that. But I, I guess going back to the core of it, because I don't want to make that about me. There are people who probably just cannot get along with the office dynamic. Right. It's not about productivity. Them. It's that environment doesn't work for them. OK, um, that's fine. Uh, but the, but we, it also boils down to sometimes if you want a job, guess what? You don't always get to work from home. Uh, sometimes you got to go sit in a cube. Um, <laughs> sometimes you have to wear a tie or a button-down shirt. Right. If you want to work in the industry that you're choosing, sometimes you just got to do it. Right. And yeah, you had some crappy jobs. Everybody has crappy jobs. I've had some crappy jobs. You had a crappy job or two. But you, what you've done is just say, okay, office work is, is just always crappy. And it's not like that. It really isn't. Well, you know, and I agree with that, but what I found... And it's those preconceptions you need to let go of. But my observation, which again, it's just my personal observations, have been that the companies that aren't bad to work for, that don't give this um, negative experience, they're the companies that understand the benefits of things like work from home and understand the benefits of flexibility and um, those types of things. Now, I'm not talking about situations that are mission critical. We all know that in business, when you have something mission critical, that takes priority. That takes precedence. It has to happen at a particular time on a particular schedule. Those, yep. you know, that, listen, you'll never catch me complaining about mission critical um, stuff. That you got to be there. It's it's scheduled. It's everything, right? Okay. Uh, I'm talking about the fact of literally what I just defined and, and what you asked me to define as being a seat warmer of just having this expectation of you better be here 
because we may need to find you for something we're not sure if it's going to happen or not. Okay. Well, um, again, I haven't had that position. Um, I do know that, you know, if, if you're scheduled to work so many hours, work those hours. Put in the time. Look, if you're being paid to sit there for eight hours, go sit there for eight hours. But that doesn't mean you twiddle your thumbs. Maybe learn about the company. Ask if there's stuff you can do. Show initiative so that you um, are given more opportunities or given different opportunities. There's stuff you can do rather than just sit there and warm the seat. Right. And I you think know, that's and good that's advice we can give to, to anybody. Um, that goes back to work ethic again. But And that's true for work from home as well. Sometimes you finish your work because you are more productive. Most people, not everybody. Well, I won't say most people. Companies experience a productivity gain, for, gain from allowing work from home situations. And, and what do you do when you find yourself saying, well, I didn't have a two-hour commute today. I didn't have this um, long conversation with uh, whoever in the office. And so now I'm done a couple of hours early. There's plenty of stuff you can find to still be productive and useful. Yes. I focus on a lot of negatives and you've started hitting some positives. You don't have that commute. You'll save fuel. So you'll save money on gas costs. Mm -hmm. You'll get back more time. Now, now, I mean, you still have to be available. So, So the big thing is making sure you're available, having communication lines open, being able to be reachable. You know, they understand that you might not be available every second, but right. You know, you might want to make sure that if someone emails you, you email them back within 15 minutes or so. Otherwise, it's like, what, were they taking their mandatory nap? <laughs> well, well, you know, before you were saying I was doing a bad job of selling myself, I'm going to do the inverse and I'm going to sell myself poorly here because you'll think I'm a micromanager. No, I email within like minute or less. See, like I, I don't. I, I give it typically within an hour. Um, depending on the situation. Um, but then again, my line of work and teaching, there are times that I'm in the classroom, you know, I can't give a 15 minute turnaround if I'm in the classroom. I can't even give a, we have four hour classes. I can't give a, I can't give a four hour. I can barely give an eight hour return if I'm in the classroom. Uh, so that's going to depend on, uh, quite a few different things, but my micromanager comes out in a way of, if you can't manage yourself, right. If, if I send a message to someone and three days later, I haven't heard back from them. Um, I'm hoping because I, listen, I've missed emails that have gone unnoticed for three days, but those are accidents. Those are, it got moved to a different folder. Um, it, uh, you know, auto marked itself as red or whatever the case may be. Those are the, the statistical anomalies. If you determine, you know, over time that somebody is just not getting back to you, just not participating, just not available, that's when I think that person needs to take the initiative and go to the office and be there and really try to reposition themselves um, and and relearn the process so that they can be uh, productive while they're away. I want to transition here for a moment. What about the idea of digital nomadism? So becoming a digital nomad of permanently removing yourself from the workplace, still working, but doing so in a way that you can move not just around, but to where your your actual experience in life is to move from place to place as frequently or infrequently as you would like. Not saying you never have to show up, but the idea is if you want to go live in um, Paris for three months, go live in Paris for three months. Well, I think, um, so there are lots of companies that um, I've either had experience with or um, have talked to people that have worked to them worked with them where you know the companies may be moving across the country 
and they want to retain you, but you don't want to move. Right. And they'll be like, okay, well, we can do some sort of remote thing. Um, usually there's defined schedules of you need to be available for these times and maybe we want you to come back to the corporate office once a month or something right. for, for a week and we'll fly you out there and back or we'll, we'll expense it. As long as you're working the hours you're supposed to work, does it really matter where you are? Well, what about uh, what about taking that a step further? The people who are digital nomads, who do so as a lifestyle choice, not because of relocation, and uh, in, not in all of these positions, but in a lot of these, uh, in a lot of them, it's very self-starting, and there is no schedule, there is no minimum requirement. It's just here's the work that needs to be done, here's when it needs to be done by. There you go. Well, that's probably fine in a lot of places that are maybe smaller, mom and pop. Or I, I don't know uh, how accepted that is in some places. Um, the enterprise arena I've worked in, um, you usually have to be available certain hours. Like, hey, our core hours are uh, nine to three. So you know you. But what makes nine to, what makes to nine to three special? Is because there... that's when the majority of people are available. So if there's meetings scheduled or. There's discussions that need to happen. They happen in those hours because the, it's the common denominator of people. I still that, feel that that's very old school. Again, people really because I, I go in at like seven and leave at four. Other people come in at nine and leave. Right, but I mean, is six. there is there an operational reason other than other than communication, other than person to person? Which again, I'm I'm you know so I'm of the mindset. Communication is key. So if you say other than communication. That throws it. I, I'm a member of a team. We have almost 10 people on our team right. where we're writing software, interfacing with other people. Hey, you're writing this back in API, and I'm inter you know, the front end person's interfacing with you, and you need to schedule some stuff with the database people, and we need to make sure the servers are stood up and allocated. Communication's key, man. It, it is, but like, hey, can't, I mean, aren't there entire teams of developers that, that work asynchronously? I mean, isn't that how a lot of uh, going to the open source world, isn't that how a lot of the open source uh, code gets put out there, large asynchronous teams? Sure, but there's also dependencies. And how do those factor in that require somebody to be, so anytime you know, some there's core dependency, hours? You have to talk to them. This can't be documented. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's ways of doing things, Agile and Scrum, and usually there's, um, there's set meetings. You have to, you know, this is a whole nother subject. Right. But, and I realize you're just playing a villain right now. No, no. And this is, and this is true. I firmly believe that we have way too much uh, importance on being you cannot go it alone. present. You can't be, I'm not, I'm not using fancy uh, business terms that are popular right now. I mean this truly. You cannot um, be required to be present and still be mindful. And I'm not talking about the mindfulness movement, all that stuff. You cannot be forced to be present and still be mindful. I firmly believe that in any employee. I don't understand what you're saying. It does not make sense to me. So if we have core hours, right? Sure. And we are dedicated with doing something. We're keeping servers running or we're writing some uh, software or we're creating SOPs for something or we're writing a, a curriculum like I do. Sounds great. I don't. I still don't see the intrinsic value of making everybody subscribe to core hours that are going to be simply for communication of things that can be communicated in other ways. 
again, I'm thinking productivity-wise. If there's, and again, maybe I'm misusing your talk of software dependencies, but if yeah, there's are. something I need, I require that's based on on other work out there, uh, I can interface with that in some other way than having to sit down and have a water cooler discussion with someone. It's about availability. Seriously, 100%. So managers want to have meetings with people or status updates. The team needs to get together. You need to know, oh, they're going to be available at 9 to 2 in the morning, 9 p.m. to 2 in the morning. And again, why do you need to know that? Is the job done? Is the thing working? So have you heard about development teams that interface with outsourced teams that are 6 to 12 hours off of their normal schedule? And that makes I'm sense. I'm seriously you... asking you this: Have you heard? Have you had to deal with outsourced teams that are on the other side of the ocean? No. With local teams? Nope. Have not. So this is where I'm played, thinking have, asynchronous okay. would be better, though. But no, here's a great one. Have you played the game Telephone? <laughs> yes. Okay. Guess what happens when you can't talk with people regularly? Requirements are misunderstood. Things are incorrectly assumed, incorrectly developed, returned in not what you asked for, not the right way. And then suddenly one of you people, you know, on, on our local end or the remote end or whatever needs to sync up. So if you're six or 12 hours off, now someone's either staying up till midnight or getting up at two in the morning in order to kind of get things back in line. Right. You can't just say, hey, can you work on this tonight and get it all great? Great. And you come in the next day. That's not what I wanted. Oh, well, oh darn, he's off for the day. Okay, I'll ask him tonight. Hey, can you get this fixed tonight? So now the, the turnaround times have been extended to like a day. See, and to me, and to me and I, that's I, a problem. See, I see Everyone's, something different there. I see that's just talking, poor management of the pro project to begin with. It doesn't matter. You're, you're trying to shoehorn this into your reasoning, and I, I think it's the wrong way to do it. And no, I'm I'm fully conceding that there is a definite value in first of all communication. I'm not uh, communication has but to happen. Four hours where everyone's available at certain times. So if you are Otherwise, working with these teams, I guess this is my final point because I, I don't think I'm being clear in what I mean. And, and this is what I mean. If you're talking about two teams that are located remotely, I understand the point of them needing to be available at, at key points. So what I don't understand. available at the same time. Right. I, 100%. So, so what words, I don't understand is why is it that both of those teams, right, a team stretch your left hand and your right hand out as far as possible. Left hand is team A, right hand is team B. Why does team A all need to be physically together? And why does team B all need I to be physically together? That. Right, but that that's was the argument before of that's why we go to the office. That's, that's why we have these core yeah. hours. I said core hours. So I don't care if they're remote or local, but during those core hours, that team mm -hmm. in its entirety should be available. The and other team in its entirety, should and that's be a okay. But you know, depending that's all on I was the getting at okay, that, well, we that, agree there. But there depending on the job hours. function, does that need to happen every single day? You know, if you have a, if you're developing something and it's going to take you, um, so what happens when you hit a roadblock? Hey, oh, uh, I'm running into this. They're working something similar. We should probably let them know and sync up so that we can work it out and do a, a consistent um, solution. So we do the same thing the same way. 
Oh, wait, they're not working today. We'll, we'll, we'll touch base tomorrow. So, you know, you start extending out timelines. You start adding delays. I just see I see that stuff that is a normal part of business. I think that somebody goes on vacation an and you have the same towards issue. the office and you are trying to uh, a lot of people find think that. ways to align your views to match that. Uh, you know, the, I, listen, I will not rule out that possibility. I do know a lot of people have said that uh, about me. That's not my particular point. I do think my point is, and if I were to sum up my point, here it, here it is. I see amazing value in working from home. For I, you. I, no, period. Now, with that said, I would not force my employees to work from home, and I would not force them to not. Now, would we need core hours? For certain types of job functions, absolutely. Would we need to meet face-to-face, sometimes even daily? Again, depending on the job function, yes. But finding arbitrary reasons to put those things in place just because they're accepted or standard, I don't see the benefit or the value in that. I see that as wasting resources, wasting company money, and wasting productivity uh, or productive time, rather. So you assume... So, so those statements make the assumption that any meeting is not productive. No, not much. no, not at all. No, I it, mean it, people have to meet. The, the well, question you're is, you're saying it's wasting resources. Do we when need they core hours? Be productive. Okay, so are your core hours seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year? Of course not. Then why the hell have them? They would be. What the makes what makes Christmas or New Year's different? That would be during the week when people are working. So two, you're telling me two out of seven days we don't need core hours, but every other day we do? That so is arbitrary and man-made open? and artificial. How many corporate offices are open Saturday and Sunday after 6 p.m. during the week? Corporate offices, not many. Exactly. So if we're talking about enterprise areas or corporate offices, places where you're probably going to be able to work remotely, which means it's probably going to be a white-collar type of job. So so why do they pretend they're important on the other five days? What do we need to do, and let's get it done, right? Why five days out of seven should we meet at a certain time why at a certain place? five days out of seven are corporate offices open? And the, the, maybe that's part of the problem that I'm, I'm saying. Why this work-from-home is a solution to that. Of okay, ma- well, when... You have a corporate office and can set your own hours. That's fine. But for the rest of us who have employment with someone else and um, have to work when they would like us to work, I mean, yes, if we're given freedom to work at 2 in the morning every day and never talk to anybody during 8 to 5, Great, more power to you. But for some, most of yeah, us, some jobs have, you can can do that. Most you can't. I acknowledge that's that. That's fine. So for most of us that have professional jobs, where we have to go in from time to time or have to be available from time to time, that's just how it is. I, I realize that you want to live in a utopia where that's not the case, but I do. that's not I, where we live. I absolutely do want to live in utopia, and I'm not apologetic it means about nowhere. that. <laughs> if well, because it doesn't exist. That's where we come from, and that's where we go. If somebody does want to get involved in working from home, though, let's say you have a job right now, uh, or maybe you're a student, or maybe you're a young person out there well, who's saying, "I want, I know that I want this flexibility, and I want to do this." You might not get it, but you can ask. Well, of course, you may not get it, but what 
direction can someone take? We talked about the fields you may want to work in: development, customer well, support, medical well, there's coding. A couple of things. I mean, be careful just googling it on online or you know looking for it online because that's where the viruses and the yeah, I'm live. glad you said that because the resources for working from home online are really, really abysmal. And that's one of the reasons but, I wanted to address this topic. But um, there is, you know, sometimes when you look on like Monster and Dice and computer jobs and things like that, there are uh, options to look for jobs that mm-hmm. allow remote. Career um, career builder, Indeed, yep. Monster, the other ones you mentioned for more technical. Yep. Again, most of these do have options to select for uh, work from home, remote work. Um, there's also the freelance type stuff. So there's websites where you can uh, just look for little contracts or little side mm-hmm. jobs like freelance or elance. Um, you know, Odesk, Odesk used to be the big one, but it's now called Upwork. Upwork.com, that'll be in the yeah. show notes. Um, there's also Fiverr, which a lot of people know. Simple things, even like 99designs, although that's a little bit different sure. of a model. A lot of the people these days who are digital nomads are either doing freelance work f- full-time. They're just doing enough freelance work to survive, or they're starting their own businesses and going the entrepreneurial route. Which, in both cases, you have to be good, usually. Mm-hmm. And um, self-motivated. You have to be self-motivated. You have to have some resources and you have to be able to sustain yourself and, you know, to get off the ground. I, I, I doubt that all of them just went straight into freelancing. Right. I'm guessing a lot of them developed that over time, maybe as a side job that grew and grew to the point where it could become their their, their main uh, area of focus. Absolutely. And that's going to be true for entrepreneurship or for freelancing. Uh, there are companies out there that are hiring for full-time remote positions. Uh, the last one I remember seeing, and this is not from my most recent research. This was just um, looking around for giggles probably about a month ago. I know Amazon and a lot of other uh, tech and, and online retailers as well, speaking of Amazon, do offer these types of positions. They they typically are few and far between. But but again, if somebody's interested in, in getting started with working from home and you can't currently do that and you want to start moving your career into a direction that you can sort of experiment with this or try this, try some freelance work, right? Try maybe starting a side business if your company um, is okay with that, right? You, want, you do want to check the contracts you've signed. Some companies prevent you from doing your own ventures. Uh, but take a look at freelance. Take a look at starting your own business. Take a look at um, asking your employer uh, for non-critical functions if you can do a work-from-home day from time to time. I, I think it's definitely worth trying, uh, especially for folks who may have thought, no, I'll never be able to do that. Um, so many employers these days are open to the possibility. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, the big thing is make sure that working from home is right for you. If if it's an option that you're given, professionalism is usually key. So getting your work done, staying focused on the tasks you need to stay focused on and being available for communication. Um, if you don't do those things, you might not be able to work from home. You might not be able to work at that company anymore. So uh, figure out what's important to you. Uh, a little bit of freedom at home or a lot of freedom.
Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.